This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Breaking news. LeBron is a Laker. This Clippers team will win a championship this year. Paul George, corner three. Yes! Has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in. <laughs> he banks in the three. And the Lakers win the game. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points and Blue Wire Networks. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Tomer Zarli, your LA Clippers beat writer uh, for Clutch Points. And on the other end, I have Ryan Ward, our Lakers beat writer for Clutch Points. Uh, had a nice, exciting weekend with the uh, Lakers-Celtics game, I'm sure. How you doing, Ryan? Good. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited for this week. Uh, All-Star break is, 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 is in the past. We've had a couple games now. Uh, before we get started, I want to tell you about our uh, our sponsor. This podcast, for example, is brought to you by Bet Bet uh, BetOnline is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. For example, you have the March Madness Tournament, uh, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day uh, pretty much right around the corner, coming up. And BetOnline has the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win and win big. The best part is that you can receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you have to do is head over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support our podcast that you're listening to right now. Uh, Again, the promo code is BLUEWIRE, all one word. That's B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. You can sign up on BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Jumping right into it, though, um, today, uh, February 24th, 2020, um, I think we've been looking forward to this, I mean, not looking forward to this day for a couple weeks, but um, just anticipating this day because Staples Center held a public memorial for Kobe and Gigi Bryant. Um, I think it was a, I mean, less than a month ago, yeah, January 26th, so less than a, less than a month ago. From today, that he, that Kobe and Gigi and the seven other passengers passed away in that helicopter crash in Calabasas. Um, the memorial went on for, I believe, it was about three hours, uh, right around ten thirty to about uh, just just after one. Uh, and it was, it was a, I might be wrong about that, but it was an interesting. Um, uh, just everyone came out, had a bunch of eulogies. It started off with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, started off with Beyonce actually singing a couple of songs. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel came out, you know, teary-eyed, gave his his eulogy for Kobe and Gigi. Um, and then I think the one that we'd all sort of been looking forward to seeing if it would happen, I think we we had an idea, but you don't know until it's up until she's up there, is Vanessa Bryant. Um, she went up, gave a nice little 10-minute eulogy for Gigi, told stories that we don't even know about her. Um, apparently, she spoke Mandarin on top of Spanish and English, which is insane to me that a 13-year-old could do. It's pretty crazy. That's that's nuts. Um, that anybody could do that <laughs> rather than yeah. you know, somebody as young as she was. Um, 
also added that you know she she had a chance to be one of the best WNBA players probably ever, um, but never got a chance to. Um, I think the I think seeing Vanessa up there got pretty much everyone teary eyed. Um, I think leading up to it, it, it was an emotional sort of event. But as soon as she got up there and started talking, it was uh, it was all tears or you know breaking loose. It's crazy. Um, I don't know how, how she got up there and did that because that was honestly uh, just tough to watch. So to her to have her just go up there and, and speak out the whole time, uh, I think it was, gave like a nice little ten minute eulogy for Gigi, another ten minute one for Kobe. Um, I think Kobe chance broke out in between. Uh, before that, someone yelled "We love you" and she yelled "Love you back." Uh, it was it was just a nice, it was a really nice um, memorial for Kobe, especially from Vanessa. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, especially since uh, no one knew whether or not she was going to talk. I think we kind of figured Shaq would talk. Rob Planka wasn't a surprise. Um, some of the other people were, too, like Diana Tarazi and uh, what, Sabrina, how do you say your last name? Sabrina Inescu. Inescu. She's okay. the Oregon Ducks uh, basketball player. Yeah. Um, Didn't expect her either. Um and then Jordan, Jordan definitely didn't expect her. I mean, I was I was hoping for it. I was hoping he'd be in attendance. And I, once I saw him, I was hoping he would talk because I was just so curious to hear what he would say. Um, but Vanessa getting up there, that was I don't know how 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 you do it. I mean, everyone I know that was a Laker fan, Kobe fan, has been a wreck ever since he passed. And to, for her to get up there and, like, keep it together while talking about her daughter and her husband, it's just incredible. Uh, that's just incredible to me. That's so brave. So brave to do that. Um, and she was, she was great. She was everything she said. I mean, it, you know, given kind of an insight on, on their family life and how Kobe was, you know, picking up the kids after school and then he was late that one time. And then he made a point of it to be like, was like an hour and 20 minutes early or something yeah, the next 20. time. Um, just stuff like that. Like it was, even the stuff that Jordan said, you know, like Kobe calling him as late as like 3 a.m. in the morning <laughs> and uh, picking his brain and asking about certain stuff and how it annoyed him at first. But then he began to respect it because he, he just realized how much passion the guy had. And the fact he was just in tears, just totally he was a wreck uh it tore me up I was because I mean I've admired Jordan since the day I picked up a basketball I mean he's the main reason I started playing ball and then him to talk about another guy who I really admired and uh it's I I just I was in tears I couldn't I couldn't believe it I was it was so strange and surreal and then just to hear how much he cared for the guy it's uh, and and he's not a public guy. Like Jordan, keeps to himself. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh, but when he does, it's usually about something profound, you know, or something he wants to get across. And that 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 was a trip. And then Shaq, you know, going up there and throwing in a little bit of humor with the <laughs> with the the one quote with the time that he respected or gained respect for Kobe. It's when teammates were complaining about Kobe not passing. And he said, there's no, and he went up to Kobe and said, there's no I in team. 
And Kobe says, yeah, but there's an M.E. in this motherfucker. <laughs> or something like that. I, I was dying laughing. Yeah, that was, that was funny. That was hilarious. That was a yeah. good part right there. Um, I think another really funny part was, uh, we didn't talk about it yet, but Jordan acknowledging the whole crying Jordan meme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, you know, I didn't want to go up here, but now, now he's got me crying, and I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next three to four years. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, that broke everyone into laughter in, at Staples Center. Yeah. Um, I think it was surprising to see how many people showed up um, from current NBA players because a lot of these guys have games. Um, James Harden and Russell Westbrook uh, were two guys. P.J. Tucker as well, I believe, were there. Um, they played a night or Monday night. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get there in time, but apparently they, they, they plan to. Um, DeMar DeRozan was there. Uh, Rudy Gay, Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker, uh, Dwayne Wade, Magic Johnson. I mean, yeah, the but list goes if, on and if on. If you think There's about Steph it. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, there were so many people there. These guys aren't like you and me, right, where they got to fly commercial. They got private jets, you know. They got the easiest way to travel in the world at their disposal. So I'm not surprised they would come. I mean, I think that's a really cool thing. Oh no no I, I'm, I'm I'm not down that they have uh, you know means to get by quicker but you know leaving probably got to the airport around right now uh, their game is set to start in about three and a half hours. Who's Houston, um, who's Houston playing? Uh, Houston's playing New York, so not like they'll need uh, too much, but in um, Houston, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, it's, it's a five p.m. start time uh, Pacific, so um, yeah, that's that's a tight window. But it'll be a tight window is what I'm saying. But you know again. Steph was there. Draymond was there. Just um, uh, who else? I, I, D Wade. There's so many people there. Uh, Doc Rivers was there from the Clippers side. Rex Kalamian, Sam Cassell, a bunch of Clippers staffers and uh, assistant coaches. Um, I'm missing so many people. Obviously, Jordan was there. Yeah, uh, Bill Russell Kupchak was Mitch there. Kupchak, Phil Jackson. We hadn't seen him. Or I don't think he said much of anything. I uh, since was it just me, or did every time the camera go on him, look like he was sleeping. No, I think I think he was trying to avoid looking up so as not to get emotional. I think that's what he was trying yeah. to do. Yeah, I mean, it I thought like he, he he was blinking. I think he was just trying to look, um, look away. I was like, man, that's some bad timing. <laughs> Every time the camera was on him. No, I I really think he was just trying to avoid uh, tearing up. Yeah. And so, um, he's one guy I thought was going to talk to, but I guess not. He could have gone for, he could have gone for like thirty minutes, and it still wouldn't have been enough. Um, I think. Uh, Gino Oriema, the UConn women's basketball coach, had a funny story where he talked about uh, how Kobe was asking for tips about how to get girls to play defense solid, and 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 Gino was like, "Kobe, these girls are like 12, 13. Like, they're they're not going to play as well as you think." And then, and he was like, "Maybe you should just let them, you know, get the concept of defense slowly." And he was like, "No, how, how do we get them to to do this, to to rotate well? What are the rotations and all that?" And uh, just kind of goes to show that the, the the person, the player, the tenacity that Kobe, Kobe was one track mind, kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. Um, that was that was a funny story. Um, I he he had others. some good good uh, quotes though. I mean, I think the first thing he said when he got up there is, uh, "Don't we have some incredible women in this building?" Something like that. And the, the the three that just spoke, I was like, "Wow, what a cool thing to say," you know. And then. Yeah. Uh, the girl from the Oregon, I mean, she, she had a quote that I, I tweeted out that I thought really was, was impressive, especially come from a young, young girl. Um, I'll find it real quick, but, uh, 
she or, or Tarazi kind of taking a shot at LeBron, which I thought was funny about I the fadeaway. Show, the cameras didn't show LeBron at all there. I think no, he was there. That was weird. That was really weird. Not once was he on camera, but she was looking at him when she, when she yeah, said she that. Yeah, she looked at him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I noticed a lot of guys wore sunglasses in, inside. I guess maybe to hide their teary eyes. Oh yeah, thing. for sure. They want yeah. to be the next crying meme or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the the one that's the the quote that she had is, a, "Wanted to be a part of the generation that changed basketball for Gigi and her teammates, where being born a female didn't mean being born behind, where greatness wasn't divided by gender." I was like, "Wow, oh, that's wow, that's, that's, that's awesome." Yeah. yeah, she's she's gonna be around. I think. I think that. That woman's gonna, it's gonna be a name we're gonna know for a long time. I mean, Inescu is gonna be like a, a top, a top pick in the draft in the WNBA. She's gonna be like one of the one of the better players in, for years to come. So, um, I think she also told was it was it her who told the story or Gino who said that uh, do you want to take a photo with the with the Oregon team and she and Gigi was like nah because she was probably committed to U- UConn or planned to go to UConn <laughs> to play basketball and she 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 stayed loyal even though. She was, you know, a bunch of around a bunch of these these girls who, you know, she looked up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. All around, I think it was. Uh, it it was uh, it was nice to see. Um, I think everyone had sort of I don't want to say moved on, but it sort of let it, uh, or I felt better about things. It sort of things have sort of gone down in terms of the sadness, but uh, this just sort of brought everything back. Um, Immediately, words, honestly, even immediately, now, just, man. Even like I, 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 I wanted to go to this and I couldn't because I was on vacation last week, and I got the email. I was literally in line for the the Star Wars ride when I got this this email, right, and to apply. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it when I when I get home. By the time I get home, there was a deadline that I didn't see on the damn press release, and I couldn't make it. And I am kind of. I do regret not being able to go, but I don't. There's no way I would be able to hold together there. There's no way I struggled that first game, um, you know, with Usher and and all them singing. Uh, but it was incredible, even just to watch it on TV. I mean, the moment I turned on TV and they had like kind of a montage on Spectrum, I, I, I was like, it's a, it came all back immediately, like he's gone. Uh, just the memories, constant flooding in your mind. Like I, I go through my phone, and I keep trying to find some old videos I've taken of, of him at games or after games or in the locker room, and, and sometimes the ones will come up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just totally forgot about this. Uh, like the one with Thierry Henry the, uh, the other day I posted on Instagram. The uh, soccer player, former soccer player? Yeah, where I was like, I was one of the few guys that knew who the hell he was, right? I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a legend in England. Right, um, but a lot of people are like, "Who is this guy?" You know, he's not that tall. He's like six foot, like my height. Um, and then there was Trevor Reza coming in the locker room with his shoes to get signed. Um, just tons of tons of stuff that I had forgotten about. And then I was trying to look for uh, him speaking Spanish in uh, in post game interviews. Right when people would ask him a question in Spanish, I found one, and I was like, "Wow." Just crazy how smart and, and fluent this guy was with different languages. I don't know, it just brings it all back, man. Or like when D. Wade came in the post-game press conference uh, the last time Kobe played against D. Wade, 
and I'm sitting in the back row, and D-Way comes right behind me, and Kobe, like, directs his attention. I'm thinking he's looking at me. And no, he's looking right behind me because D-Wade had just kind of crashed the press conference. <laughs> oh. Did he and say then, anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, Kobe's like, oh, now, now you're the old guy in the league. Like, uh, he's handing that over, you know, like the elder statesman. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so I got, I got to find that video somewhere. But uh, uh, just crazy, man. Just crazy. Just so many memories. Yeah, I don't even... I don't even know where you go from here, honestly. It's, uh, there's, a ba- there's basketball games to play tonight, and it feels like we're back to the week of, you know, starting with January 26th, where everyone's just still um, trying to accept that it happened. Uh, still, still, I think Rachel Nichols saw this. It still feels like this is part of some kind of weird joke or mistake that all of a sudden he's going to come out, and, you know, they say, they're going to say they made a mistake, and he's actually alive, and it's just like, or at least maybe that's what... I hope, I don't know, uh, you hope for it, but it's just, um, it's tough, it's tough to accept, it really is tough to accept, because um, you really don't, didn't sense the amount of immortality that it felt like Kobe had, in sense that, you know, he had so much left to do, and, and everyone assumed that he'd be around for a long time to get these things done, and, um, you know, Vanessa had said that he wanted... Uh, Natalia and and one of the other daughters to to run his company and he wanted to travel the world with with his wife Vanessa and um yeah I just felt like there's there's so much so much left to do that um and he'd have the time to do it um and it's 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 still tough to accept that why well, uh, he won't have a chance to I think the biggest difference with him passing the way he did and at the age he did and him still you know, looking young and in great shape and all that is he had just beaten so many challenges over the years. And it was like his thing, you know, it's like, what's the next thing I got to, I got to beat, you know, good winning an Oscar, like a want to get into film and, you know, do other things outside of basketball. And it was just one thing after the other and nothing seemed to be too big for him. And you never saw him get down uh, even when he tore his Achilles, like he, you know, he was crying in the locker room. I remember afterwards, but it was like instantly he was back to, oh, this is a big mountain to climb, but I'm going to embrace it. You know, I'm going to go after it, and he wasn't down for long. It's like you just never saw the guy get beat down by life in any way, shape, or form. So when you hear this kind of stuff, and you, all you see is videos, recent videos. You know, even him going to the Laker game uh, with Gigi, right? Uh, you're just like, how can this be possible? There's, there's nothing beat this guy. This, he had an invincible aura about him. Like yeah. nothing, nothing was too big. Nothing was too much of a challenge. It was just a matter of time before he beat something. I mean, that's the way Jordan used to be when he was playing. Same deal. But Kobe was different. Like Kobe carried that over afterwards. I mean, Jordan, once he retired, he kind of disappeared. You didn't hear much of him until he became, you know, the owner of the, the Hornets. But... Uh, it's just, it, that's the difference. That's, you look at this kind of immortal figure and, and now he's gone. So it's, it's, it's just a trip. I mean, I still can't wrap my head around it. I can't believe it's been almost a month and I still feel weird about this. Like it still doesn't feel right. I mean, I've got canvases in my apartment of him going head to head with Jordan and I look at it sometimes and I'm just like, oh my God, he's, he's gone and Jordan's still here and, and it, you would think... You know, at some point you'd be hearing Kobe, you know, giving a speech at Jordan's 
funeral or, you know, something to honor Jordan. Uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. There's just no way to, there's no way to come to grips with it. It really isn't. Yeah, I just, I, I you just got to move right along at this point. It just, uh, not, not move right along, but just have the memories, um, remember the good times and always try to carry on the, uh, the, the, you know, the popular Mamba mentality, uh, and everything you do, just grind out everything, uh, put as much as you can forward, work as hard as you can. And, um, yeah, the, the best will come from that. Um, do you have anything else to add before I move on? Because I just, it's it's hard to wrap my head around everything that happened today in terms of the, who spoke and, and what was said and all that, so. Um. No, I mean, I, I was just thinking, uh, it felt like a, the kind of like the, the finality of, of mourning today. The final goodbye. But then I'm like, I guarantee the Lakers are going to throw up a statue about next year, right? Oh, that, absolutely, absolutely. That, that announcement, I will come very soon I bet I don't doubt it for a second and then it'll start all over again you know you'll, you'll feel it just like a like a wound opening up again and it's you know but the thing the great thing about it is I think he's such an inspiration to people that it's just gonna go a positive way for the rest of time right he's always gonna be that figure that you look back on and say nothing there's no challenge too big for this guy. And, you know, like you said, the mom of mentality, you just, you can apply that to literally anything in your life. And that's one thing special about him is he could just, that mentality will never go away. It's something you can always draw from, something you can always use in your life. So it's, it's, he's, he is immortal that way. Um, yeah, there's no right way to move on, but... Um yeah, in our podcast, we're gonna we're gonna move on to um, the Lakers Celtics game. Kind of kind of fitting that the Lakers and Celtics played a day before um, this Kobe Memorial, at and Staples the fact Center. that that LeBron sealed it with a fadeaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, that too. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Super ironic. But yeah, all the Celtics players stayed stayed for this. Uh, Kemba Walker, uh, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice, Jalen Brown, all of them were in, were in attendance. Um, it was a fun game. Lakers came out on top 114, 112. Uh, first Lakers home afternoon game on Sunday in a while, I want to say. Like, they used to have these afternoon Sunday games a lot. I don't remember them having one this year so far. Have they had any? I think they had one. I think one I remember. I just can't remember who they played. But uh, yeah, it doesn't happen often. I personally hate them. <laughs> with a passion, <laughs> especially when there is a night game on Friday. You don't like having the rest of your day available after that? No, all I get is Saturdays off, man. And uh, and if I work on on Friday till two or three in the morning, and then I have Saturday, but I have to be worried about getting up and going to the game on Sunday morning, like that sucks. <laughs> it's not it's not fun. Well, Even though it was a good game and a good matchup, it's like it's still you're like, oh man, there goes my week, but. Mama still got mentality, see, man. Mama still, mentality. Yeah. Still got to see Tyson Fury uh, come out on top against Wilder, though. So. Oh, yeah. that was I, I didn't watch that at all, but uh, I heard that was a fun matchup. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, time. the Lakers Lakers improved to 43-12. and 12, uh, Survived uh, Jason Tatum's very efficient 41-point game. He was um, unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, oh, looked, my God. He looked like that against the Clippers last week before the All-Star break. 
They, really? He had 37. And like, um, I think it was like 13 of 22 shooting or something. It was very efficient. Just the way he scores, it just seems so effortless. He just cuts through defenders to get to the hole, and then he can stretch the defense with his shot. And he's a good defender. I mean, he's, he's the total package, that kid. He really, really impressed me uh, yesterday. Hopefully a lot of uh, Lakers-Celtics matchups to come. Um, well, that would mean finals, but... Um, well, that's what know. I was thinking. It's like, what a hell of a matchup that would be in the finals. I mean, they did, Celtics yeah. don't have the star power that the Lakers do, uh, but... They have the depth. They're the pretty Lakers damn don't. good, yeah. Like him and Brown and... And Walker didn't even play yesterday. I mean, maybe that would have been different if Walker played. So. Yeah, Walker didn't play. Daniel Tice has been solid. Gordon Hayward struggled, but he's been he's been playing well. They have they have a lot of guys on that team who can who can contribute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Lakers continue to increase their lead over the rest of the Western Conference. Right now, at forty three and twelve, five they games. are. I want to see five. Yeah, five games ahead of number two Nuggets. Uh, six and a half games ahead of number three Clippers. Um, Clippers also played over the weekend their first game since the All-Star break on Saturday uh, against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they, they dropped that one, surprisingly. Just did not play well. Looked like the first game after the All-Star break. Uh, very rusty. Um, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> The Clippers and Kings have, have lost every game at home. Um, the Clippers are 0-2 at home against the Kings. The Kings are 0-1 against the Clippers uh, in Sacramento, weird. so that's really weird. So now, like, I, <laughs> if they meet in the playoffs, like you don't want to have home court advantage, basically. <laughs> it's right. a really weird situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, things are shaking up really, really. Uh, things are getting tight in the Western Conference. I'll tell you because right now, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder continue to win, and they're just two and a half games back of the third seed in the in the Western Conference. That's crazy. Two and a half back of the of the third seed. That's insane. Uh, four back of the second seed. Um, now I don't know if they're if they're going to reach that. Um, it is going to be a tough stretch for them. They do have the uh, where are they? They're ranked 15th in the strength of schedule remaining. So they're right there, middle of the pack schedule. They have a, a game against the Bucks, game against the Lakers, couple against the Nuggets, but they also have two games against the Knicks, uh, Warriors, um, they have Timberwolves, Hawks. So they have a, a bunch of relatively winnable games coming up for for Oklahoma City. They could climb up to that. Four, four or five seed easily. Um, right now, Houston has overtaken Utah for the fourth seed. Um, that's by, via tiebreaker. Um, I think the Clippers. Uh, it's time for them to, to get going, start getting uh, things going because they're they could. I, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. I think they could drop if they don't if they don't pick it up. They could drop all the way to the sixth seed if 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 uh, if they don't start picking it up because that'd be weird. Injuries are starting to pick up. I mean, it's almost. Uh, I mean, it's, it's almost not a totally bad thing to fall because if you're not going to be two or three, uh, if you finish four or five, you're facing the Lakers in the second round. Um, so if you finish two, three, six, or seven, you don't face the Lakers for the conference finals. Thing is, you don't have home court advantage for basically every single playoff series if you finish in the bottom uh, six or seven. So, um, well, I guess you could just say that. Outside of the Lakers staying at number one, which I feel like is going to happen. Yeah, I don't think anyone's catching that. Uh, everything else is in play. I think every every seed beyond that's in play. And maybe even the Nuggets stay at two. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if this looks uh, significantly different uh, in, in a couple months. Well, the, it's just tough to predict. The Clippers have... The Clippers right now are the... 
19th ranked in strength of schedule. So they have the. But I think it's more the health for you guys, right? I mean, it's more the more of a PG. I mean, yeah, PG. they haven't had Paul. He aggravated the injury, a hamstring injury. It's funny because they said uh, he fully participated in practice Thursday, Friday, and then was ruled out a day in advance for Saturday. So it's like, wait, is he? What's going on? Is he not ready? He fully practiced twice. Um, there's just there's so much confusion. Yeah, that's, going that's on strange. That. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, another thing to watch, New Orleans creeping up on Memphis. Memphis has the toughest schedule of any team in the NBA. And New Orleans is the third easiest schedule. Oh, crazy. I didn't know so, that. Lakers, by the way, Lakers have the ninth easiest schedule. And like I said, Clippers have the, uh, what is that, 12th easiest schedule remaining of the 30 teams. So something well, to that, for. That game against Memphis the other day when Lakers played Memphis, um, wasn't really a contest. I mean, Lakers had that wrapped up pretty quick. Uh, even when Memphis clawed back, the Lakers, you know, they just put the clamp down. But uh, it was there no, was a I lot see of what you did there. Grizzlies clawed back. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talk about the first round matchup, right? And whether it could be Memphis, whether it could be New Orleans, or even you know another team comes out of nowhere, right? Like San Antonio or something. I think. Yeah, yeah I think. I think. On a, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, even though I think Memphis would be interesting because you never know what John Morant can do, um, I think New Orleans would be incredible for a first-round matchup. There is Not only would it be a good matchup, which could be competitive, I still think the Lakers win fairly easy, but them going up against the, the old mini-Lakers, you know, Lonzo, Josh Hart, uh, Ingram, Zion, LeBron, you know, comparisons. Yeah, that would be insane. I mean, it's going to be. And, and they I, play They play tomorrow. So it's that, that's going to be. Oh, Pelicans play here? Yeah. They, oh, they play. Wow. So that could be a little mini preview of what's to come. And especially if, you know, if Pelicans can pull off a victory. Like, might have a lot of people talking. So I, I would love to watch uh, Lakers-Pelicans in the first round and Clippers-Thunder in the first round. That That'd would be, be cool. So, so talk fun. about storylines. That's basically the same so thing. So fun. It would right? be insane. Chris Paul, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, Paul George on the other end, and the Lakers. You got AD, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh. Oh, it'd be so fun. Be yeah, so that, that'd fun. be awesome. That'd be love ideal. It. The NBA would love it. <laughs> no doubt about that. In the last, uh, in the last couple of weeks, though, um, the Clippers added Marcus Morris, and the Lakers have retaliated by adding his brother Mar- Markeith Morris. Uh, this this he was he was waived on Friday I believe it was officially cleared waivers on Sunday, um, and signed with and signed with the Lakers yesterday Sunday. So yeah, um, now we have uh, Morris brothers both in L.A. playing for opposing teams. Um, obviously, Clippers have the better Morris brother, but that's just another conversation for later. Um, <laughs> it's true though. I, no, I I do think it's true though. Um, Probably, probably a more sound defender and a better shooter. Although Markeith is pretty talented himself. Um, do you like the move for the Lakers? I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure what to make of it. What do you think? I mean, I I do, but I, I I don't know how he's gonna fit. I mean, a lot of people are saying like he comes in, he plays the backup power forward spot, so now Kyle Kuzma can play his natural position of small forward. Whether that's gonna change anything, I don't know. But who is falling out of the rotation to make room for Markeith? Well, that's a good question. KCP has been arguably their he's best actually, wing defender, maybe? KCP is one player? of those guys 
that he got bashed in the, the beginning of the season because he was just shooting awful. And then Kawhi tore him up that first game. Uh, but since then, he has been solid. I mean, he's been great. great. To KCP's credit, who hasn't Kawhi torn up this year? It's like, it's like <laughs> no, true. the best player but right it now. it wasn't fair for them to put KCP on Kawhi. Oh, I agree. I agree. Like, that's, that should be LeBron's job. Like, come on. LeBron, you got the size. You can keep up with him. Uh, yeah. You Kawhi, guys should be going. Kawhi made forth. seven straight field goals on KCP. Yeah, by the it way, was ridiculous, and no change was made. It's like he's clearly can't guard this guy. Yeah. Put LeBron on him. Like I, I, I just, I still don't understand that. You know, all these months later, I'm like, what were the, what were they thinking? What was LeBron thinking? Like not saying, hey, let me guard him, let me take him. Uh, and then it just, you know, starts this kind of narrative. Like, is LeBron scared of Kawhi? Like, is, well, why didn't he step up? Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'll just put it out there. We'll see next time they play each other, which is in what? Uh, next month, Two right? Weeks. Two weeks. Uh, Two Sunday, weeks. I believe it's March 8th, I want to say, or March 9th. Yeah, that sounds about right. March 8th, yeah. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Because even yesterday with, with Jason Tatum going off, I'm like, why isn't LeBron taking him? Why isn't Le- Le- LeBron guarding him? To at least try and stop this guy. Because he was scoring at will. Like, no matter who they put on him. But I never saw LeBron guard him. So it's like, I, I don't get it. He's supposed to be, you know, one of the, the better defenders on the team. Why uh, okay, is he well, well, taking well, does, the challenge? Does Marquise Morris help with that? Yeah, but yeah, definitely. There, you know the guy you can throw at somebody, right? Um, and I think that's partly why they got him. But uh, still, I mean, he's not an elite defender, right? I don't think he moves the needle as much as people think. Because the Lakers, the main thing they need was a playmaker, a point guard. And oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, definitely the, not Marquise Morris. last week, the best player they could have gotten is Darren Collison, right? He, was, he, he checked all the boxes. And the, the minute he stayed retired, Lakers were like, shit, what do we do now? Like, <laughs> what options do we have? And then every buyout uh, player almost immediately agreed to sign with another team. Like even even Marcus Morris, right? Wasn't that pretty Marcus quick? Marcus Morris was the trade. Well, the trade, yeah. Reggie but Jackson Reggie Jackson was, the, was the thinking of, buyout. yeah. But it was like, there was no time to even negotiate with them. Like, I think they were mentioned as like, oh, they were looking to get Reggie Jackson, but... They were looking, but I guess Reggie... Reggie and Paul George are actually much closer than I thought. They're really close. And they also share the same agent. So it sounds like a no-brainer when you just look at it that way. Uh, well, that's that another thing that. I heard. It's Mintz, right? Aaron Mintz? Aaron Mintz, yeah. But they're how, really close. Like they how he's the got summer. kind of a thing against the Lakers. Like he's not really... Uh, doesn't really see eye-to-eye with them. Like there oh, was, I don't, is that true? I don't even know Because I think his, he's the same agent as Julius Randle and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I don't think he liked the way things went down uh, with all that. Oh, yeah, with the Randall D'Angelo thing, yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. It's but, I mean, you take that stuff with a grain of salt, right? Like, you don't know for sure if that's the case, but... He's also Lonzo's agent, according to Hoops Hype. See, there's another thing, too. Josh Hart's, Josh Hart's agent. Every player we mentioned has gotten traded. <laughs> 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 Every single one of them. What is with these guys trading every one of his clients? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, I, I really don't know how much more moves the needle for them other than giving them another wing sort of long body that you could throw at, at, at yeah, guys and, like Kawhi. And a big guy Marcus. who can stretch the floor, right? He's, he's a decent uh, three-point shooter. He's, no, he's not elite, right? But he's decent, so we'll see. It's one of those things you just have to see because he's also going on a team that has really good chemistry already. Uh, so Marky you don't know Mars if he's going to fit. Year. Yeah, Marky Mars is shooting 39% from the on the arc. It's really good. Yeah, it's pretty good, um, yeah. It's really good. Just a matter of can he can he sustain it. I mean, he'll probably get better looks with the Lakers, so. Oh, yeah, you um, think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. This, it'll be interesting because Marcus Mars is shooting 43%. From beyond the arc, coming to the Clippers, which is, I think it was like fourth in the NBA in three-point shooting percentage. Uh, it's kind of dipped a bit down to about, oh, it's dipped a lot, actually, to about 30% uh, with the Clippers, but I'm sure that'll pick back up. That's small um, sample size, though, right? That's only like three games. Yeah, that's, so, that's enough. Not enough. Yeah. Um, but looking at who the, obviously, in order to sign Markeith, the Lakers had to let someone go, and that was DeMarcus Cousins. A guy who has not played all season, uh, suffered a torn, was it ACL? Yeah. Torn ACL. In Las Vegas in some pickup league or yeah, something. Yeah, pickup game, uh, coming off vacation. He wanted to get back out there, play a bit more, get some run in, and tore his ACL. In a pickup game, has been out since, has been rehabbing with the Lakers, but hasn't played at all. There was there were reports that he would possibly be ready to go in um uh, in April, May, or June to play in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, Frank uh, Vogel Frank Vogel flirt, shot that down. flirting with that notion. Then, yeah, like you said, he's, he said that's not going to happen. So, Or it's highly unlikely. But that might have been when they already knew that he was getting waived. Because, what was it? Uh, they told Boogie a day before it was announced that he was being waived. Um, which I found interesting. Because they, then they played the game against... Was it Memphis? And he's sitting on the bench, dribbling between his legs uh, with a smile on his face. And I'm like, wow, for a guy that just got the boot, uh, he looks pretty happy. And apparently, I guess he soaked it in after 24 hours. Um, everybody knew it was, it was going to be him. I would have bet my money on Troy D'Angelo's getting cut. Because the guy never sees the floor, unless it's a blowout. You know? If he does, it's very inconsistent minutes. It's... Yeah, it's yeah. sporadic, but um, I, t- I definitely thought it was Troy Daniels going to be that guy. But I, I guess, I mean, it does make sense. If you know Boogie's not coming back, what's the point of keeping a roster spot for him? Even though he's a great locker room guy, apparently. Um, everybody loves him in L.A. But you know what I thought was odd? Uh, this goes back to just the Mark Hughes signing. Um, well, Mark is part of it, too. They, Marcus spoke in his first availability here in L.A., uh, which also actually came like he spoke like an hour after the buyout rumors came and the Lakers came out. And so we asked him about living about um, having his brother here in L.A. And he said, we'd probably get a house together. That's um, different. That's unique. Yeah, but uh, they're two guys. Playing they're siblings. On- they, they don't know what their long term future is going to be. Um- uh, I think twins have that kind of bond too. Do they? Is, is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've heard okay. that in the past. Um, I was just curious as to, as to, as to your thoughts on because I thought it was, I thought that was different. I, I, two guys who could be playing in, against each other in the Western Conference Finals, driving together to the game, but going to opposite locker rooms. Like, that's such a unique situation. That's like 
It's different, yeah. I mean, I uh, can't remember a time that's happened before. Maybe it's never happened before, uh, especially with the twins. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's, they're not going to feel any closer to somebody than their twin brother, right? That's true. So it'd be pretty comfortable and then cut the costs. And I, I don't, I'd assume they don't have family of their own, you know? Uh, Marcus has a, I believe he has a child. Uh, I don't think Markeef does. I might be wrong about that. Uh, but I know Marcus does. Well, which, which is only adds to my, to just, just how interested I am in that dynamic. I just, um, you know, to each their own. I'm just, I'm just curious as to, as to how that works because um, I have a brother. But I, I don't know that, you know, we're close. But I don't know that I'd, I'd, I'd live with him if we're playing on opposite teams. You know what? Actually, you know, I, maybe, I lived maybe. with, I mean, this is different. But uh, I lived with my sister when I moved to Colorado. Uh, we both got a town house together, we rented a place, uh, and I lived with her for what, f- three years, three years, and it's the best roommate I've ever had. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, living with a sibling is, is, is I, I'm, I'm nothing against it, I would probably do it too. I just think the dynamic of playing against each, against each other, like on opposite teams is so weird, like, do you go home and talk about like, what you talked about in the locker room at all? Like, do you just go, oh, yeah, they said we're going to shade LeBron left or something. I don't know. Like, do you talk about that kind of stuff? Who knows? It's, a, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Uh, but we'll see. All right, well, I mean, looking ahead real quick before I wrap this up, uh, the Lakers have the New Orleans Pelicans uh, at home tomorrow night. They also have the uh, – whoa, what the hell happened my schedule? Um yeah, Pelicans, Pelicans on Tuesday night. Then they go to Golden State and Memphis on Thursday and Saturday before wrapping up at New Orleans again on Sunday. That's their four-game four game week. It's versus New Orleans at Golden State, at Memphis, at New Orleans. Um, and then on the Clippers side, they face the Memphis Grizzlies actually shortly after Kobe Bryant's memorial at Staples Center Monday night. Um, and then they go to Phoenix Wednesday night, play the Nuggets back at home Friday and then the Philadelphia 76ers at home on Sunday, March 1st, which Ben Simmons uh, will reportedly not be available for. Uh, he won't be able to play for in that game because uh, Wojak's just reporting that he, he'll he miss some time with, with his back injury. They're still determining a course of action. So we'll see what happens with, with Ben Simmons there. But Clippers might, might catch a break there. Um, yeah, that, that, that wraps it up for our episode. Um, as always, you can... Uh, follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter and Instagram uh, and Facebook and YouTube actually forgot about that too um, at Ryan Ward LA is the handle uh, you can follow me at Tomera Zarly on Twitter Instagram and YouTube that's at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y as always please subscribe to the podcast shoot us a five star review uh, any comments questions concerns please leave it for us on Twitter We I love engaging with people I'm sure Ryan does as well um, yeah just any questions you got shoot it for us Lakers questions and then um, yeah we hope you guys enjoyed and uh, we'll catch you guys next week peace see you guys for the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time.
Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.